By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. It is BS.show, and that is the one that got away. Have you ever seen that video before? I have. Uh, tell me your opinion. About what? <laughs> the video. No, well, tell I me, know that, but I mean... Tell what? me your opinion about, about Vladimir Putin. No, tell me your opinion about the video. I liked it. Why? Well, it's like, it truly is a mini movie. It's like she starts out as a old woman... And then it's a flashback to her life, and she's a young woman, and she's, uh, you know, cavorting around with this guy who is an artist, and then they have a fight, and he gets in his Ford Mustang and runs off a cliff, and and at the end of the movie, she goes back to the point where, I shouldn't spoil it for everybody, she goes back to the point, she's an old woman now, she goes back to the point of where he f- went off this canyon road someplace in California and went down and, and was killed off this cliff, and... She's standing there, and he's standing next to her. But he's still a young man, and she's an old woman. I'm telling you. I mean, you know, I went through five boxes of Kleenexes when I watched that movie, that, that video. You're even a chick flick when it comes to YouTube <laughs> videos? You know, once again, I find it interesting. Chick flick, Brad. That a good video can tell a complete story in like three and a half, four minutes. And very well done. You know, I mean, not just like, oh, we're just going to slap some video up there and, hey, you know, blah, blah. Some of them look like that. Some of them like, like there's one of them we play that one is, is it Jess Glenn or who it is? And, and the song is like, okay, I don't quite understand what the video has to do with the song, even though the, the video is sort of cool because it's a bunch of dirt bike racers and the entire video is her walking around with these guys driving dirt bikes. And I don't know, what was that song? Let me look at that one. I'm going like, I don't know about that. I mean, it just doesn't. Dirt bike hero? No, I I don't know. Maybe one of her, uh, maybe one of her boyfriends was was a dirt biker. Jess Glynn, um, born uh, October twentieth, nineteen eighty nine. English singer and songwriter. After singing with Atlanta Ranks, she blah 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 blah. Clean band, My Love, Route ninety four. Rather be. Um, feature artist on singles. Rather be by Clean Bandit. I didn't know that was her. Hmm, I love by Route 94. Did you know that that she was the artist on Rather Be by Clean Bandit? We play that song. I know. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, let me see which one is it. Oh, it's gonna drive me nuts. Um, short trip. You missed it, Shelley. What? I said the key words. It was gonna drive me nuts, and you didn't say anything. You said crazy. There's a difference. I said it was drive gonna drive me nuts, and you crazy. Know, hey, you know what? I'm gonna say it right now. It's gonna drive me nuts. Okay, we'll play him. I had prostate problems that were driving me nuts. It's a rule. Every time I say things are driving me nuts, I have to play the late, great Larry King. With Well, you said crazy, and normally I would have said, pack light, it's a short trip. I'm already there. What are you talking about? I have to pack for anything. And okay. I'm right alongside okay. with you on that J-E-S-S. clip, Brad. Thanks. J-E-S-S-G-Y. Only we're both old people, because that's our reality. Hold my hand. Here it is. That's the song. Hold my hand. Okay, hold my hand, official video, and the whole crazy, I think this is it. Let me look at this real quick. No. Okay, don't. An ad for Christmas. Okay, here she is. Yeah, beautiful sunset, sunrise, hold my hand, and starts out. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, she's she's in the middle of, looks like she's in the middle of, 
No, hold on. Maybe this isn't it. Yes, yes. It's a bunch of guys on, on ATVs, side-by-sides, and primarily dirt bikes. And I'm going like, I don't quite understand the significance of that. Hold my hand. You'd think that would be more of a romantic thing. Hey, you know, ho- you know, ride, you know, hold my hand. You'd see a couple walking down the street holding hands. Yeah, but that's a completely different vibe. What is? If you're if you're in if you're like holding someone's hand walking down the street, yeah, it's kind of got a romantic vibe. Well, it's, the vibe that she's talking about is hold my hand, I'm in trouble, but I would like you your support. Hold on a minute. Let's look at the lyrics. Okay, <laughs> hold 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 my hand, Jess Glenn lyrics. It's going to be Hootie. It's going to come no. up Hootie. I know, but I, I'm putting in Jess G L Y N N lyrics. We'll see. We'll see specifically. Okay. Um, standing in a crowded room, room, and I can't see your face. Put your arms around me. Tell me everything's okay. In my see? mind, I'm running around a cold and empty space. Just put your arms around me. Let tell me everything's okay. What does this have oh, to do? That just sounds like something <laughs> I just said. What does this have to do with dirt bikes, though? Okay. Break my bones, but you won't see me fall. Oh, the rising tide will rise against them all. Oh. Darling, hold my hand. Oh, won't you hold my hand? Because I don't want to walk on my own anymore. Won't you understand? Because I don't want to walk alone. I'm ready for this. There's no denying. I'm ready for this. You stop me falling. I'm ready for this. I need you all in. I'm ready for this. I keep saying I'm ready for this, and Shelly doesn't know that it's the wrong song. Soul is like a melting pot. <laughs> Did you know that was in the lyrics? Soul is like a melting pot when you're not next to me. Tell me that you've got me, and you're never going to leave. Trying to try, T-R-Y-N-A, is that trying to find, trying to find a moment where I can find release. Tell me that you've got me and you're never going to leave. Break my bones and then blah, 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 blah. But hold my hand. Um, darling, hold my hand. I want you to hold my hand because I don't want to walk on my own anymore. What does that have to do with, with, with riding around on dirt bikes in the desert? I don't know, but I was right. <laughs> well, just We can just go ahead and say that now. Years ago. Years ago. <laughs> Here, I'm, You're here, not going to say no, 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 years ago, years ago. Yeah, years ago you were right. <laughs> there was an event in St. Louis, and Charlie Brennan, who just retired from KMOX, was doing an interview with Charlton Heston. Oh, and I bet that was... Once again... That was a life moment for him. Big movie star. Most movie stars have the life expectancy of a marriage of like maybe two or three years. You know, you read some of these movie stars' bio, you know, you know, like on Wikipedia, and it shows like married 1994 to 1996 to Sam Smith, married 1997. You know, there's like five spouses yeah, in there. Okay, serial monogamy. Right, okay. Or serial marriage. <laughs> yeah, too. serial marriage, okay. Charlton Heston at the time had been married for like 52 years. Only There's marriage. another. Um, are well, there 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 are few of them out there, but there aren't yeah, many. There's, but they're all from that genre. Well, not necessarily. There's uh-huh. some there's some younger ones that have been married for a time. So anyway, so Charlie Brennan asked Charlton Heston, "Okay, you've been married for 52 years." Charlton says, "Yes." He Char, and Charlie says, "What do you attribute your long marriage to?" And he says three words: "Honey." You're right. <laughs> I thought that was a great line, but he lies cl- beyond his. Well, shoes. so so Shelly, you're right. How's that? How's that make you feel? That works. Thank you, Charles. <laughs> Shelly, you're right. Or Charlton. <laughs> Shelly, but see, what's interesting about that is that nowadays people will tear that quote apart because first off, he called her honey. You know, he's supposed not supposed to do that anymore. Matter of fact, 
I know, I know a couple women, and some of them that you know, I've heard a woman say this, a woman that you know, that if you start off a sentence... Do I like her? Yes. If you start off a sentence okay. with sweetheart, that's that's almost almost uh, a carte blanche for her to kick the guy in the groin. You know you know what I'm saying? I mean, she, she detests that. Sweetheart. Now, me... So get her, have her get over it. Well, see, here's the interesting thing. It doesn't happen to me often, but usually, I mean, but I shouldn't say usually, but occasionally I'll go someplace and a woman will wait on me at a restaurant or something like that. And she'll call me honey or she'll call me sweetheart. And I will say to him, I say, and I, and it's funny because in a moment of political correctness, I go, you call me sweetheart. And then they'll go, oh my, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. You know, like they've got to apologize for it. And I go, no, 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 no. I love it. Keep it up. And then they'll go, really? I go, yeah, I, I have no problem with it. You know, I think it's, I think it shows like. I'm a single man. No, I have no problem with no. it. I'm, I'm a man above man. If, if I was married, I would still say the same thing because what it shows you, it shows you a certain comfort level that instead of like, well, thank you, sir. Thank you. Please come back again and patronize our store. Yes, ma'am, I will. I'll be back a week from Tuesday. You know, I mean, and it's not so so stilted and stiff. Hey, sweetheart, thanks for coming by. Okay, I'll come by next week. I say sweetie. Sweetie. Well, you know, I see this whole crazy thing. I told you this story about this this video that's up on TikTok. The reason I saw it is because it's gotten so much play. The woman who has the dog clicker, you know what I'm talking about? Uh huh. We talked about this last week. She has this dog clicker, one like one click, 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 things like that, you know. And supposedly, you, I, I've never heard of this before, but they train dogs. You say it's you do that when the dog does something right. You click. That's what the trainer told me. Okay. Not the trainer I went to, but one that I was checking out. Okay. So, in other words, you carry this little clicker with you. Yeah. And, and if the dog, if you go, okay, sit down. If the dog sits down, you go click, 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 right? That's what you're supposed to do according That's to that training. That's what she said, yes. Okay. So, she does it just the opposite. That if you call her she, she goes, she gets out her clicker. Clicker, clicker. And she, she in the video, she's got her clicker and it's on a carabiner. You know what that is? Like a mountain climbing yes. little clip thing. She hooks it on her belt. So all she has to do is, she says that like when she's around her family, if they use her or she, they've gotten so trained that when they see her reach for her carabiner on her belt to unbuckle it so she can get out her clicker, they go, oh, I'm sorry, uh, they, them. I'm going, okay, whatever. That's just weird. I mean, well, thank you, Shelly Barr. I couldn't agree with you more. And she's proud of this. Hey, my parent, my family's trained that they now, I'm going pronouns. Oh, and you know, you know, my an angle on that, we talk about this in advertising all the time. We get copy. Sometimes clients will, will write a, a commercial for us and they'll send it to us and I'll edit it. And most of the time they're pretty good. But my, the one thing that I will always do is I will take out all the pronouns and the pronouns being like, let's say it's XYZ Bike Shop. XYZ Bike Shop is having a big sale. And they would mention the name of the bike shop at the beginning of the ad. And then they go, we're, we're throwing everything out of the stock room onto the main floor. Yes, we've got, you know, instead of the we's and the we're, it's, you know, XYZ Bike Shop is throwing everything out of the back room and it's on sale. XYZ Bike Shop has, has things that have never been this low before. XYZ Bike Shop. Because the idea behind an ad is you want to impregnate your brand name into that person's brain, Right. And 
matter of fact, there's there's an interesting thing that I saw this thing on on interpersonal relations, where this guy was teaching a class. You actually, watch something like. Oh that? no no! I find this fast. Remember my 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 double major in my undergrad. I never told you this. My, my I have a double. Actually, I I did have a double major, but I missed it by one class, and I thought I'm not going back for one stupid class. Because it would be, an, you know, it would give me a second major. Essentially, I have a major with a minor. My minor was speech communications, and speech communications at the time was this evolving. It used to be called, it used to be called, you know, public speaking. That's what it was. But they changed it into speech communications, and it was all this really interesting stuff. Interpersonal communications, you know, how you interface with people, uh, you know. That's this, the one I need. This was this was the start of like the the safe zone, you know, the the you know, don't come into my zone, you know what I mean? Uh, Territorial bubble. Right, right, exactly the whole thing. So so anyway, one of the things on this was is that the guy was teaching you if you like go to a like a lot of you know like we go to chamber of commerce meetings and you walk up to somebody and you meet someone, how you remember their name is they say, like, let's say I walk up to you and I go, hi, how you doing? And you say, hi, I'm Shelly Barr. Okay, go ahead and say it. We're going to do this. Okay. Hi, I'm Shelly Barr. Hey, uh, Shelly Barr, it's nice to meet you. Shelly Barr, uh, how how long have you been a member of the chamber here? And then and then you say, well, I've been a member of the chamber cham- 10 years. Shelly Barr, what do you find the most important aspect of being in a chamber is? So in other words, what I've done is I've used... You're going to talk, talk about me in third person? Well, no, no, but the idea being is... Ish? No, the idea being is it it puts it into your brain and you remember that person's name once you say their name three or four times it's in your brain see it's the magic see, i'm different it, i i go by how i feel it's the magic three we talked about this the magic three you know if you if you do something the, the rule of thirds if you do something three times if you go to the gym once you're gonna go eh, it's okay if you go to the gym twice eh, i don't know if i'm gonna go back again if you go to the third time yeah i sort of like this gym thing and then nine times out of ten, you'll go fourth and fifth and sixth time. But if you only go once, it's like it's like you know you hear about these these people like love at first sight, okay? Or like the opposite is like, oh, I, I knew I wasn't interested in the guy the minute I met him. How do you know that? I mean, how do you know that the guy might turn out, or you know, vice versa? If you if you're like you know on the dating circuit and you meet a guy and you go, oh, I didn't like him the minute I laid eyes on him, I didn't like him. How do you know? I mean, you know, and once again, if you're in it for the long haul. Looks don't last. You know what I'm saying? You know, look at look at people that that is not a lie, and it will sneak up on you, right? And make you well, so the, angry. The idea being that is if, the years have caught up with you. Well, the idea being for the long it's haul. True. If you're in it for the long haul, although I have to tell you, sometimes I look in the mirror and I think to myself, Do I look as bad as other people my age? I mean, I, I'm telling you, I, I never forget. I told the story about going to my 10-year high school reunion. And all the, you know, my team was like, you know, one state, football. All the guys on the football team, they all were bald and had big beer guts. And they were like 27, 28, 29 years old. I mean, like, what happened in 10 years? These guys were like, you know, the, the, the fittest people in the, in the entire area. You know, they were like these athletes who were like, you know, strong and virile, you know, and big full head of hair. And 10 years later, they're big old gut and, and they can barely walk and, and they're smoking cigars and, and, you know, no hair. That was 10 years. And now... You haven't followed in on that, have you? Well, no. See, my class has disappeared. My, literally, my class has disappeared. Are, are they all dead like you were? Well, that was my college class where I was de- declared dead oh, in 1989 by Ed, the SIUE Alumni Association. 
Somebody marked you. I was dead. Yes. Deceased. I was dead by the SIUE Alumni Association. Okay, we have to take a break at 6.30. Break. It is BS.show, my morning therapy session. Yes, it gets, it gets my mind straightened out when I'm on the air with Shelly. Because if there's anybody who can straighten your mind out, it's Shelly. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, that's that's my <laughs> my uh, soundbite. Yeah. <sighs> you don't think that's, that's you, that you can straighten people out? By the way... I do, actually, and I intimidate them while I'm doing it. I got a new one. A new one. I was all kerfuffled. <laughs> That's a better one than the other one. You take that other one off. I was all kerfuffled. Not as bad as it could have, but he was gentle on me. I was all kerfuffled. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just, there's something about... Most of us, many of us, went to school on the yellow school bus, See, right? now, Kamala Harris has got it. She's got it going on. She's got that rule of three things. You mentioned uh-huh. something three times, and people remember, yellow school bus, yellow school bus, yellow school bus. Yes, <laughs> you remember it. Because that's important. I, you know. <laughs> With the way that our world is today, that was an important speech. Well, it's just like. You know, I don't want to get too political, but just like last week. Yeah, don't. No, last week, the the press secretary, Pierre Jean Carrere, whatever her name is, she, she made the comment. No, you know, something like that. Someone asked her when the president was going to go to the border, you know, the Mexican border. And she says, he's already gone to the border. And he never has. I mean, this is like, okay, that's just like me saying, hey, I used to, I used to be engaged to Katy Perry. Yes, Katy Perry and I were, well, but... You're an old guy, and she's young. Yeah, but but she loved me. She she was in love with me. Matter of fact, the the video that you know that the with well you know the, that I just you know the song. What was the name of the song I played? You know, it wasn't Katy Perry. Oh no, the the Katy the Katy the one the one we talked about where her boyfriend plunges off the cliff in a Mustang. You know, I'm talking about what's it? What's the name of that song? I you never I, gave me the name of the song. How soon I forget, right? Anyway, uh, yeah, that was me. That Are was, you having a Shelly moment? That was me in, in the video with Katy Perry. You know, of course it is. Right. I'm like, I'm like, what? And the crazy thing about it is, what I don't understand is, remember they they gave all sorts of grief. Remember when when Biden first became president, he made her the border czar. First off, all the these czar. all these goofy presidents, Republicans and Democrats, do the same thing. Don't use the word czar. Because what does that, what the tone does that give you? The czar of Russia, which the czar of Russia, you know, sits on a throne and say, oh, I don't like the way you look. Kill him. Punk. And they chop his head off. You know, that's what a czar does. You know, a czar is not a, a to me, it's, here, let me look at the official definition of a czar. But it's, to me, it's a negative term. If you say, like, for example, in law, if you say someone's a, def- a defense attorney, you go like, "Oh, okay. that guy's that guy's helping out the the you know people who are downtrodden." But if you say they're a prosecutor, it's like, "Oh, I don't like prosecutors." You know, if, if someone lived in your neighborhood, like if you had, like, let's say, the, what's the guy's name in St. Charles County, what Bannon or whatever his name is, um, if he lived next to you and you go, "I live next to the prosecutor," oh my God, Shelley, how do you stand it? Does he come out and yell at you all the time about your lawn? Hey. That lawn, you're guilty of dandelions in your lawn. Clean that up. You're guilty. Right? No? Speaking of lawns, I actually had to, for the past two weeks, have had to drive on my front lawn just to get to my house. (laughs) Why is that? Because they were redoing our streets, and it just happened to be 
they're do, redoing the whole neighborhood actually, but they started in front of my house. What on on uh what I thought they tore out your your concrete in front of your house already. They that's not they did, but then they they were doing it in three different sections. At the front of one, at the front of the other, because our our main street is a big horseshoe. So they, they and it goes from our subdivision to another subdivision and then to Kisker. So they tore out the panel in front of your driveway. Uh, all in front of my house, actually. So how did you get onto your lawn if you was in front of your house? I started from the. <laughs> Don't tell me you started from the next door neighbor's lawn. <laughs> Just a little bit. Oh, you drove across your next door neighbor's lawn to get just near? Just a little bit. Oh, my God. I and hope... the only reason I did that is so I didn't hit the fire hydrant. Is that the prosecutor is going to come out and say, yeah, I'm going to prosecute you in court. You drove in my lawn. If it were. if it were. Well, I haven't told David yet, so. So they've got the entire like front of your house, including your driveway. The whole panel's gone. All those panels are gone. Those sections of concrete driveway are all gone. They were, yes. But they did they repour them then? Are they poured in they now? They did, yes. Are they're they st- removing the? Are they still pouring concrete? Isn't it a little cold? I don't know what to tell you. Are they, no? I, I, they it... actually because it was so cold, they didn't. They yeah. just left the panels gone. Just, just and blocked them off. Just blocked them off. Yep. And you couldn't get in your driveway. Nope. Oh my God! You know, if I were you, I'd call. I'd call Mike Elam. I wouldn't have to because St. Charles County's right there. And they that? came up to my house and they told me that they were going to be doing that. And I told them, I said, that's fine. You just have to leave me a place where I can get to my driveway because my husband um, just had surgery and he needs to be able to get to the driveway. What'd they say? He said, okay. But then they didn't do it? They did it. They left me a place to get on my lawn so I could get to the driveway. (laughs) (laughs) Right across the front. (laughs) Okay. But you have to go through part of your neighbor's lawn, right? I didn't go through my neighbor's lawn. Maybe like a little titch of a corner. Hey, if you know where Shelly lives and you know her neighbor. Yeah, why don't you just word it out, Brad, so everybody knows where. Have her neighbor call me right now, 314-280-8880. I want to talk to you. I want to, I want to, your because when Shelly says. Do you know the Chili Bar doesn't own a bra? (laughs) (laughs) She said that I did. No, I want to know when Shelly says, I went across a little tiny part of his lawn. I want to know how little tiny part of that lawn. You know what I'm saying? It's at a point where. I'm talking like a little, nah. A little what? Nah, you know, it's like a nah. It's a like what? A, a what's it's a, a little bitty thing. What's a little, a, a little bitty portion, like maybe a little titch of a corner. What's a nah and what's a titch? A fana. A fana. Okay. F-N-A. By the way, I looked up czar and it's 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 uh it's it's T S A R and it's also C Z A R. Yeah. Uh, an emperor of Russia before 1917. See, that's what I said. <laughs> Noun czar. Okay, I I don't think it's a good look. I don't think it's a good sound. You know, I mean. <sighs> so what are they supposed to say, guru? Well, no. Yeah. Um, like, like my my one grasshopper. My one boss, Ted Which Smith. One is this one? Ted Smith. Go E A W oh, Smith. Yeah. The the English the, okay. the Englishman from from. England, who fought in World War II, who was a Royal Air Force fighter pilot, blah, 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 blah. Okay, incredible guy. He used to have a theory that everyone had a title, and I was dubbed Director of Sound Design. Now, at the time, 
sound design. Nobody knew what a sound designer was. If you watch movies now, it's all over the place. There's now a position in movies called sound designer. There's like a set designer and there's a sound designer. And the sound designer typically will essentially set the, the, the tone, no pun intended, for how, uh. the, how the dialogue and everything sounds how they record it, where the music comes in, sound effects, things like that. In other words, he's over everybody. He's over anything to do with sound. He's over, you know, the the scoring of the film. He's over the, the what they call the foley. You know what foley is? Um. And it's not in what context? It's not Matt Foley, the guy. You know, <laughs> the guy. <laughs> Van down by the river. That's Matt Foley. It's not that. It's not it that. It wasn't Matt Foley. Yes, it was. It was Chris. His the name he gives in the thing is I'm here. Hold on a minute. He's Matt Foley. It was Chris Farley. <laughs> yes, but the the character he played was Matt Foley. Hold. Oh, okay. Hold on. He me, didn't look like a Matt. Hold on a minute. Fine. Here, let me see. I, I'll I'll bet you I type in Matt Foley. Uh. Yeah. That was that was a loss to you. There it is right there. Matt Foley, motivational speaker. The best motivational speaker is. <laughs> It is a classic. Oh, He's going to talk about a Chevy vehicle. By the way, I saw an interesting video yesterday. Uh, it's and me being the car guru. Um, hold on, let me see if I feel here. Here, here. Hold on. Let me plug in. Hold on. Hold on, man. So, what's up? You guys getting divorced or something? No, we just wanted the family to talk as a group. Okay, well, let's get it started then. All right, well, Stacy, Brian, your father, Ted, and I are a little bit concerned. Celia, the cleaning lady, was in the family room and she found a bag of pot. She didn't smoke it, did she? <laughs> no, she didn't smoke it. Now, we're not here to come down on you. I mean, that's not what we're about, okay? We're just concerned that pot could lead to other things. Crack, ice, boom, pow. But we know you don't want to hear this from us. Sure, I mean, we're your parents. Who wants to hear this stuff from their parents, eh? Your father and I came up with a brilliant idea to give you kids some direction. A motivational speaker. Yeah, one of those guys who speaks to big groups at high schools and churches. You mean to come to the house? Uh-huh. Yeah, Yeah, right. all right, later. Thanks, anyway. Hey, 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 come on, you guys. This set me back a few bucks. Okay, his name is Matt Foley. See, right there. Oh, he's his been name down in the is... basement drinking coffee for about the last four his hours. His name is Matt Foley. See, he Shelly? should be all ready to go. I'll, I'll call him up. I saw. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best part. Matt, we're ready for you. <laughs> His speech is called Go For It. Now, he's used to big groups, so make him feel like there's a crowd here. Matt, come on up, buddy! <laughs> All right, how's everybody? Good, good, good. Now, as your father probably told you, my name is Matt Foley, and I am a motivational speaker. Now, let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, 
I am 35 years old, I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. Classic line. It truly is. <laughs> I live in a van down by the river. That's what I tell people. Where do you live? I live in a van down by you the know, river. You know, it's funny that you say that because you used to play a drop that was, you know, Brad is going to be out with the KSLQ whatever you called it. <laughs> right, and, and wouldn't start. What? I don't know. Who knows? The KSLQ. Well, and then it's like, and, and then it, you it, had made the comment that you're in a van down by the river. Right. So I literally, this is when I first met you, <laughs> and I literally thought that you were literally in a van down by the river. Right there. So well, I wanted to go to your thing. If you go down to, if you go down to Rennick Riverfront Park in Washmo right now, I'm broadcasting right from that van right down by the river. That's where I live, and I sleep, and I eat, I and really drink. I really Seriously, and I was going to come to Washmo uh, and see if I'm in a van down by the river. Yeah, I'm in a van down by the river. That's where I'm at. <sighs> I really did think that. <laughs> Me and Chris Dickhouse. Okay. Uh, really? 649. Way to bring it in. It is BS.show. You know, Shelly, I hate to use the F word, but I'm going to have to do this morning. What's that? Because if I don't use the F word, people may be in trouble this morning. Foghorn leghorn? Yes. The F word is fog this morning. It's nasty out there. So if you're just waking up right now, just, you know, wherever you're at, getting ready to head out to the car. You're the first person that you listen to when you get started in the morning. Right. Mm, and if, you, two can, and you two can experience fog. What? <laughs> I don't know. What the hell was that? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> So whoever the hell Shelly is. So whoever the hell Shelly is. Okay. That said a lot. Okay. Uh, it's foggy out there, so be careful. It's nasty yes. stuff. Um, I watch all these crazy videos. I'm a, I'm a YouTube video freak, okay? He is. I watch a couple of guys that, see, I'm still a pilot at heart, even though I haven't flown in, I don't know how many years. Don't have a license anymore. Anyway, uh I watch these channels that, and they're they're almost educational about. Unfortunately, most of the people that are in these videos have been killed. They're like videos of like you know plane wrecks and things like that. And the one that that, was, that I saw just last night that's so bizarre is this husband and wife couple that flew their plane into the electric lines. I was last week, the week before. You know what I'm talking about? How sad and no. Well, but but they lived. I mean, they the 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 plane got stuck up in one of these tall towers. They had like the you know like the big uh, what they call the high tension lines, the high voltage yeah, lines that come yeah. out that you know like go across country from you know you know the grid so to speak. Yes. And the plane hit the the lines the the lines and it sort of absorbed the impact, but then the plane ended up getting stuck in one of the towers. And they're up there like 100 feet above ground. And by this time, they've shorted out all the, you know, the electricity's been, is gone because, in fact, when they hit the lines, it blew the circuit breakers and the electricity went out in the area. And they're up there in the plane. And they're 100 feet above ground. You know, first off, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, we're still alive, but we could die any minute because, A, we're stuck in electric lines, and B, we're 100 feet above ground in a plane that's just barely hanging onto this transmission tower, okay? And what's interesting is the guy talked about, and 
God, what's so amazing nowadays, what they call this ADSB, where which is the public stuff you can get, uh, you can track, you know, that's how they uh, they track Elon Musk's jet and all that kind of stuff. They can recreate the entire flight, and they show the guy coming in, and the problem was he was in fog. He was flying instruments, and he was in fog, and the guy who was narrating this gives the classic comment that he made the mistake of trying to get underneath the fog. And this is interesting because one of these things that you get taught like in ground school, hold on a minute, I got a cough, is that first off, if, if you're a VFR pilot, if you're not instrument rated, you shouldn't be on the fog anyway. But it's a classic thing that if you get a fog layer that's let's say like three or 400 feet above the ground, you want to get below that. Well, you don't want to do that because you run into stuff. You run into radio towers and things like that. And they, they showed exactly what happened with this plane, how it came in low, and the guy was trying to duck underneath the fog. And and bang, he hit this transmission tower that was like, you know, uh, I think about a mile and, and two-tenths away from, from the airport. And it was just sort of fascinating because they can totally recreate the flight through this ADS-B data. I'm sorry, I'm a nerd. I get into stuff like this. Are you mad at that, me? No. I think it's fascinating. Well, to me it is. And <laughs> way, way... Remind me you next. Know, you worked for the FAA. It's pretty fascinating to me. Remind me next hour to talk about the Cannonball Run, okay? Uh huh. Okay, it's pretty interesting. You know what the Cannonball Run is? It's a train. No, 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 no. We'll find Isn't out. It? No, 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 no. We'll talk talk about it next hour. It's a movie. Yeah, but it's 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 it's. Here, what'd you talk about next hour? Okay, six fifty nine. <laughs> you know what, Shelly? I screwed up. I cleared up. No, I, not you. I, I screwed up. Let me think. It's seven o'clock, seven o four. Normally, I screw up about. 22 times so far uh, by 7 o'clock in the morning. I cleared out all my music, which I was not trying to do. I went a little bit. I Anyway, I screwed up. And I don't have a song to play. So I'm just we're just going to talk. How's that? Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, normally, we play a song coming out of commercials. But I blew it, and I cleared out of the computer. Life and, is a song, Brad. Well, you know, I. by the way, I just heard that. You know, I have a problem with um, – this is like inside baseball kind of stuff. But – I had, I bought, uh, because my one mic processor that we use in the recording studio was dying. Matter of fact, it was probably about 25 years old and the power supply was slowly failing. And I bought a brand new DBX 286S, which I liked, but this is Nerdville. The output of it is asymmetrical. Oh, really? Yes. And it drives me crazy because if you look at it on a a waveform, the, a, a true symmetrical. If you look at it, you know, on a on a waveform analysis, I know this is getting like really in the weeds. But the peaks should be positive and negative. They should be the same amplitude. And this Brad one. Brad likes everything on a straight line. Well, no, no. This is just it's this is this is like audio recording basics 101. When you have an asymmetrical waveform, it tends to not sound as good as a symmetrical waveform. And this was a brand new mic processor that I got like, you know, and I used it for like two or three months and I liked the sound of it, but it just had this asymmetrical output output. So I went online and I found one of my old ones that we used that a guy had see there's certain pieces of equipment in audio right now that have gotten the stature of they've become like uh, almost legendary. And this is a Symmetrix 528E. If you go on eBay, there's probably 30 of these. And the good ones have been rebuilt by somebody. Somebody's gone through and put all new electrolytic capacitors in and blah, 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 fixed all the switches. The switches get bad. And I bought a used one. And it sounds much better. Isn't that terrible? 
that a 25-year-old piece of equipment sounds better than a brand-new piece of equipment. And there's so many pieces of equipment like this. For example, there are guys that can tell you that like one of the the big microphones that everybody loves is what they call the Neumann U87. And if you ever watch any of these old Neumann movies. Neumann or Newman? Neumann. Hello, Newman. No, N-E-U-M-A-N-N. It's a Swiss oh, okay. company or a German company, stuff like that. They make these incredible microphones. And the reason, to a certain extent, I mean, I'm getting really into the nerd weeds here. A certain extent, nerd the re- weeds. are those different than weeds? Yeah, they're terrible nerd weeds. The, the reason that people love the Neumanns is because if you go back and look at some of the old recording sessions with Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra uses a Neumann U87. Okay, so they think, well, if Frank Sinatra sounds good in a Neumann U87, it must be a good microphone. So anyway, these microphones have become legendary. And what's interesting is the guys who are the real audio nerds, they don't want the new ones. They want the old ones. They want like a 20 or 30-year-old Neumann microphone. That's what they want, you know, because they, they quote, unquote, sound better. You know, now we're going through this whole this whole renaissance of audio where people are going back to vinyl. You know, I mean, like, I mean, if you had to mess with records like I did when I started out as a DJ, they were a pain in the butt. You had to pull them out of the sleeve. You had to put them on the turntable. You had to cue them up. You had to be careful not to walk real, you know, hard in the studio because the record would skip. And if somebody got their greasy bagel fingers, you know, bagel, you know, uh, you know, uh, pizza fingers on the record, the record wouldn't play right. Blah 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 blah. Then we went to see. Then we went to carts. Then we went to CDs. Now it's all on the hard drive. And now people are going back to vinyl again. I don't get it. So do you have anything? Because I know that. You used to have the cart system. Yes. In, at right at the studio. Right. So, do you have anything that's still like reel to reel ish? No. No. I I've got one reel to reel player or one reel to reel machine. Believe it or not, that I gave to my son. I believe it. It's an Atari. It's a fifteen thousand new. It's fifteen thousand dollars. One day I went over to his Atari, place. Atari like Pong. No. O t o t a r a. Not a t a r a. O-T-A-R-I, okay? One day I went over to his place and the recorder was sitting in his driveway and it was raining. And I said, do you realize that thing cost $15,000 new? Oh, I, I, I thought it was old junk. So we pushed it back in his garage. I think it's probably ruined by now. He gave it back to me. So anyway, I don't know how I got talking about stuff like that, but it's Nerdville kind of stuff, Okay. Okay. Because you were nerding out on us, Brad. I had to bring you back. <sighs> yeah, bring me back. You know, I get like that. Okay. Everybody needs a handler, hon. Okay, two things to talk about. First off, the cannonball run. The cannonball run was this thing that... Hold on a minute. A movie? Well, it was popularized. It was a movie. It was a cross-country a cross country race across the country. And, the, and what's interesting is it has lived on through the years... And there are guys that still do it. And there are guys that modify these cars. They put in great big monstrous fuel cells in the trunk. And they drive cross country. And they drive, they start at a place, I think it's in New York City, called the Red Ball Garage. Okay, you ready for this? The uh-huh. Red. And what they do is how the race starts. And it's not like number of cars. It's just single cars doing it. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Red Ball Garage. You start at the Red Ball Garage. What you do is you pull into the Red Ball Garage, and how you know that what the time is. Let me look at it right here. Red Ball Garage. Yes, it's in New York City. Parking garage in New York City, okay? How you start the Cannonball Run is you go to New York City. You go into the Red Ball Garage, 
and as you come out, you get a time and date stamped ticket. So they know when you started. So in other words, that's how. Like you're getting parking? Well, yeah. Well, you like do. Like you're a parking <clears throat> spot? You drive into the garage. <clears throat> Hold on a minute. You drive into the garage. You get a ticket. And then when you come out, apparently it you validate the ticket somehow or another. And it's and it gives you the time. So that's so your. That's, are you running or are you driving your car? No, no, no. You're, that's how you start the, the cannonball run. So in other words, typically it's a car that's been modified. It's got three guys in it. And, okay. And so there's it's a car thing. Right. And there and there okay. there's it's most of the time all three of the guys are drivers. One guy starts out and then one guy's, you know, the obviously guys sitting behind the steering wheel, there's a guy in the front seat and he's running all the electronics and there's a guy in the back seat who's on the phone and on Skype and on, you know, Facebook Messenger and everything else and he's working the social media aspect of it. And what they do Interesting. is they 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 drive across country and um, what they do is they, you know, they're some spots, spots, they're doing 106, 170, 180 miles an hour. Now it got super popular during COVID because there wasn't much traffic out in the roads. So you wouldn't run into traffic and they drive across country. Well, anyway, they have, there's this thing called VinWiki. I mean, this is getting really nerdy stuff. Uh, this guy called that was from the Transformers. No, VinWiki is this guy. What VinWiki is is if you're a car collector, you download this VinWiki app and you put the VIN number of the car you have. Like if you have a Ferrari and stuff like that, and it tracks it. So in other words, you can load, you can pull up a VIN, uh, a VIN number. Let's say you're going to look at a new Ferrari or or not a new, but like a used Porsche or something like that. You'd pull up VinWiki and you'd put in the VIN, and it will tell you the history of that car. This guy owned it from 1978 to 1982. That kind of stuff. Okay. So what this guy does is this guy's gotten to be a multimillionaire. The guy's name is Sam Bolian, I think, or something like that. I can't remember his name. He does these videos, and he interviews people. And he interviewed this guy that set one of the records for the Cannonball Run. It was pretty interesting because he said the third guy, the guy in the back seat, they're an hour out of the Red Ball Garage in New York City. They just start to you know, the run and they're going to some hotel in Newport beach, California. That's where they all, they start at the red ball garage and they end up at the Newport beach, uh, hotel. So I can't remember the name of it as, as and they're hour into the run and the guy in the back seat starts to get car sick. So <laughs> at 155 miles an hour, they're driving through some turnpike in New York city or New York state. And the guy is is blowing chunks out the window. He's hanging his head out the window. And the problem is, at, at 155 miles an hour, stuff doesn't always go where you want it to go. Get what I'm saying? No, it really doesn't. You know, I was on a school bus when I was a little girl. Right, doing 155 my... miles an hour? I'm sorry? Were you on a school bus doing 155 miles an hour? It seemed like it, and I'm sure the person behind the school bus thought so as well, because a couple of us threw, you know, not didn't throw our cups out, but emptied out our liquid. And what happened to it? Um, it went all on the cars behind us. And thank goodness the teacher with us is the one that got splattered. Like it Who literally... doesn't love a yellow school bus? I'm right? sorry? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just There's something about that, but that's most true. of us, anyway, many of us went on. to school sorry. on the yellow school bus, right? Okay, so in other words, what you were trying to, you were trying to throw it out and it came back in the window is what you're saying? No, it, it actually but hit a teacher? It, like the, the force <laughs> kind of took it alongside. It didn't come back into the school bus. Yeah. It went directly in like a, like a, 
vortex or something. It went directly behind, almost like the wind of a tractor trailer. Yeah. It went behind right. the uh, school bus and then went directly on the uh, traveler behind us windshield. And that was a teacher? It was a teacher, yes. Did she did she run the bus off the road and didn't get in there and punch you guys out or something like that? No, but she was not happy. <laughs> okay. So anyway, he's telling this story Less about they're doing the cannibal run. So what's interesting about it is, and this, me being the nerd, he's got, they showed these pictures. There's a war room with like 20 people in a room, and they're just sitting there monitoring all these different things. They're, they, some of the states have, you know, like Missouri has the, the traffic cameras. They've got the states, you know, uh, you know pulled up on their tracks. So they're looking at traffic cameras. And he, and this is, this, this is this guy explaining this. And he's like, the, he's like the computer nerd who put all this stuff into this car. And he talks about he wrote a program that as they're driving – it uses, he's got an ADS-B receiver, which is the same thing they use in airplanes. He can locate any of the state highway patrol helicopters and planes. So he knows when they're in the air because they're transmitting the ADS-B signal. So, you know how you got is like... There a tr- is there a Twitter page on that? No, you know, there's an airborne, you know, you got the airborne, you know, where they... They paint the squares on the highway, and the guy flies over in a helicopter or plane, and he hits the stopwatch. I thought that was just like a thing. No, they do that. Like a little, like a little trickster, like they used to do on forty four. I don't think they do it as much as they used to. But excuse but me, forty four. When you get out in the middle of nowhere, they do it anyway. The interesting part of it was these guys have so much technology, and they make from coast to coast. I think the record right now is like twenty five hours and ten minutes. Imagine that you're driving from New York City to Long Beach, California, in a car in 25 hours. I mean, it's just crazy. And, you know, and, and once again... It, That's why I was caught in, in Hee Haw Hill, Iowa. But, you see, you, don't, you can't even... How fast were you going? Come on, be honest. I don't know. It's on the stupid ticket. It's been, it's been four years since I looked at it. You don't have it anymore? Of course I have it. I just haven't looked at it. Can I, I don't have, stare at it. Can I have it so I can scan it and put it up on my Facebook page? <laughs> <laughs> not happening, Brad. What? what? You're not going to let me do that? You're not going to let me put it on my Facebook page? The ticket? Page? <laughs> yeah. It's got very personal information. Like what? <laughs> tell, tell me, like what? Like what? I wouldn't tell you even if I knew. <laughs> what does it have? It was it was done by a camera. It's not like they took and you. And evidently, they knew who I am. <laughs> well, they didn't. They've seen me happy before. Evidently, did the camera do like a, a full body search or something like that on you? I don't know. <laughs> it caught me. It caught me in the driver's seat. <laughs> it showed your picture. Yes. <laughs> Were you flipping off the camera? <laughs> I didn't even know it was there. <laughs> I was just hoping to get through and you know, please, just you know, get me to a highway. If you had one of the new the new generation radar detectors, you know about this the new generation radar radar detectors? Uh-uh. They have GPS on them and they warn you of those sites. They know where they are. So, I don't understand what? They okay. warn you of what sites? The 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 speed cameras. Yeah. They warn you what those where those are because 
They put them what, in. What, on, on like Google Maps? No, 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 no. On the radar detector. The radar detector has GPS built into it. So okay. it knows where you are and it knows where all the speed cameras are. So if you would have had one of these new generation radar detectors, it would have told you, warning, speed radar camera ahead, speed radar camera ahead, reduce speed. And you would have you gotten, not gotten a ticket. Google, actually, Google Maps actually does do that. Well, why weren't you on Google Maps? Because I didn't. I thought the cameras were a no done deal. No, they're all over the country. Matter of fact, you go to I England. I know they're all over the country. They're all over St. Louis, but we're not supposed to be using them. No, they're not over St. Louis. They took them out. They're, I don't think anybody's using they're them. They're in St. Charles. No, they're not. They took them they all out. They are, too. Where? Where are they in St. Charles? Uh, halfway down Mid Rivers Mall Drive. No, 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 no. Those, are the, no, no. They took those all out. St. Peter's got those trouble for that. Those are the red that. light cameras. Let me tell you, the the guy, the guy who was the king of red light cameras was the former mayor of Washmo, Dick Strotman. Okay, and when they put in those red light cameras, I mean, there was one. I can tell you exactly. They made they Will made Lott and Mid Rivers. No, no, no. This is in Washmo. They made oh, enough. Okay. They made enough money on this one stupid camera. To buy the mayor of Ferrari, okay? I mean, he was driving around a Ferrari from the red light cameras. I'm exaggerating no, just a little bit. No, he wasn't. But, okay, here's the deal. Yes, Okay, I can tell you exactly where it was. On Westbound 100 at um, Jefferson, okay? It, before they put in... I know in, where that's at. Okay, well, before they put in the red light cameras, there used to be a right turn yield. There was a sign. So, in other words, if you came up to the intersection, the light was red... You could you could go through the intersection, uh, yes. you know, of right turn yield, and they put in a, when they put in the speed the the stupid radar you know red light cameras, they changed the sign and it said right turn on red after oh. stop. Oh, okay. So what happened was people were just used to like you know you come up that intersection, you go west of 100, you're going right on Jefferson, you're going north on Jefferson, you take a look over your shoulder, you see if anybody's coming up Highway A, nobody's coming in, you just roll it through because it was a yield. It has a yield sign right there. Well, they took the yield sign out and they put in a red light camera that was the right turn signal that but said... But everybody knows that you're supposed to stop on a right turn before you go. No, 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 no. But, 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 but people were... See, once again, they switched it from a yield to a stoplight, okay? Yes. So in other words, everybody was used to yielding, okay? Yes. Okay, and all of a sudden, every day, they probably wrote, I don't know, 100 stupid tickets on that exact thing. And if you didn't come to an absolute positive, complete stop, you got a ticket. And Fair enough. the people in Washmo were like up in arms. And Dick Strop was like, oh, these red light cameras are saving lives, saving lives. How are they saving lives? Okay, they talk about this all the time. You know, and it's and the crazy thing about it is, if you know the way the system works, the red light camera companies come in, they give these cities free cameras, and they take a piece of the action. So in other words, if there's if they ride a hundred dollar like attorney. If they take a if they ride a hundred dollar ticket on you for running a red light, the red light camera kiss company gets like forty bucks and the city gets sixty. And then of course the mayor would always say, oh, we're not doing it for the money, even though I do have a new car because of this, but we're doing it it's for... more than a car. We're doing it for safety reasons. It's safety, safety, safety. Yeah, BS, BS, BS. Okay, and, can I say something about well, safety, safety, ho- safety? Hold on a minute. Let me just finish this. Oh, okay. Do you know how the red light cameras in, in St. Charles County got thrown out? No. You know who Joe Brazel is? Of course I know who Joe Brazel is. Do you know the Joe Brazel red light camera story? 
No, was it anything like the Joe Brazel Tower story? No, the Joe Brazel red light story. He's got he got a red light camera ticket in in St. Peter's. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, Joe. well that's not the best. Here comes the best. The best is he sent the payment in in the mail. The payment hadn't got to the city yet, and he got another red light camera ticket, and they put him in jail. Well, then he needs to learn how to drive. Oh, they put him in jail over a stupid red light camera ticket. It was unpaid, right? The first one, he'd already sent the payment in, but it hadn't cleared yet. It was in the mail or something like that. And so Would another... he send it the very last day that it could be paid I don't know. I mean, but he ended up in jail. I mean, like, you know, once again, you go and you go. Welcome and... to being an average citizen. Well, you, you got guys who are gangbangers who are killing people trouble. and stealing cars and stuff like that. You know, the the Kia boys stealing cars <laughs> and nothing happens to them. But yet, you know, Joe Brazel, you know, gets two red. And the crazy thing about it was, and like, let me go back to the example in Washmo, okay? That same camera going 40, going on 100, going westbound. The speed limit is 45. Going eastbound, the speed limit is 55. But the yellow light timing was the same. You see the problem there? I do. Okay. In some states, they have a law that states that depending upon the speed limit where the red light camera is, they have to have the yellow light has to be X amount of seconds long. Okay? In Missouri, they don't have that law. And what some people claimed, I don't know if it's true or not, when they put in the red light cameras, they cut down on the yellow light. So in other words, yellow light's not on as long. So in other words, if you're driving along and you're coming up the intersection, you hit that terrible position where it's like, okay, do I jam on the brakes or do I hit the accelerator? And what they did was they shortened that yellow light span so that everybody gets a ticket practically. You know, like you're driving along at 55 miles an hour, green, yellow, red. It's like, okay, I can't stop that quick. That's interesting. Okay, now what were you going to say? Okay, so Kisker Road, yeah. they put in this beautiful... Um, well, the, the, let me backtrack. The, one of the libraries is on Kisker Road. Right. And Kisker Road kind of library. I've been there many times with my kids. And then they've also put this park in across the street from the library. Right. That's a Veterans Memorial Tribute Park. Right. Okay. It's at the top of a hill on Kisker. Yes. They have put, people do not yield to that. And people cross the road. To go to the park. To go to the park. Right. And to go back home. Right. Well, the county has actually put these flashing, you know, like strobe lights, green and white and the whole nine yards for people to know that there's somebody that's going to be in this walk lane. Right. Right. Well, the problem is, is that they're not being used by the pedestrians. And if they are being used by the pedestrians, they're not being noticed by the the drivers, and people's lives are in danger. So what are you saying? I'm saying that they need to fix that. I don't know what they could do. They've pretty much tried to do everything they could, but something's got to happen, whether there's got to be, if you are walking across Kisker, you have to push this button or something, because kids, you know, tweens, they're big enough to ride their bike without parental. I, I've got the suggestion. So on What's one that? side, the Kisker, Kisker, where you you park your car, you go across. You they they have a rack with a bunch of shotguns in it, 
And as you walk across Kisker, you grab a shotgun, and if somebody comes flying up on Kisker, you just shoot out their tires, and then you put the shotgun back on the other side, so that when you come back, why don't we just put out those little spike metal strips? Things? Put out spike strips. Yeah. <laughs> See now, here, now here, here's what's going to happen. Some, you know, I'm going to say this is going to be crazy time, and you're not going to believe me when I tell you this story. But they're already talking about some legislators are talking about having like a thing that the police would have in their police cars so if they come up behind you you won't stop they could hit a button and it would turn your car off you know what i mean there would be like that's a, that's too a, no a master no. shut off in your car okay no i say no, the, no no i say the next thing is some legislator is going to come out you know they got those things in your tires that read your tire pressure here's what i think they should have happen the police should have something in their car so that if you won't pull over they they'll push a button and all the air will come out of your tires through those little tpms sensors you watch and it sounds crazy right now, but five years from now, there'll be some legislature I'm sure on, there will be. on Capitol Hill. Going, and they'll also have installed toilets. What? In the cars. Toilets? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was all kerfuffled. <laughs> okay. Is this a line I'm supposed to bite on? Okay, Shelly. Why would they put toilets in cars? Oh, because that's just what they would do. It's just another way, another <laughs> amenity to uh, make the average urbanite more comfortable. But just think that would coin a new phrase. What's that? Because if you had a toilet in your car and you had to slam on the brakes, the you-know-what would hit the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> You are so wrong. It is 727. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be the case? You slam it would, your bricks. back to my thing. <laughs> you know what? I'm we'll hit the joking. windshield. It is not a funny thing, Brad. This is really happening because I've been there. On Kisker. Okay. okay. Completely transparent. I actually, uh, this has been years. I actually almost hit someone. Okay. Here's my field study report. I'm going to drive. I'm going to go in and check that out today because I know exactly what you're talking about. You're saying there's red, red, white, and green lights blinking at you. What? What is it now again? Yeah, to let, the, let you know that there's somebody that wants to get across or depending where you're at, they, they're already you know hey, in the midst of getting across. By the way. And people don't pay attention to that and they blow right through that, that intersection. Have you seen the new blinking arrows on I-70 in Wentzville? I have not. They have blinking arrows, blinking yellow arrow, arrow, arrows in I-70 in Winsville now. Where the railroad where? Over, where the railroad overpass is. You know where it does that S-curve where you go underneath the railroad overpass? Right by yeah. your favorite place? You should know exactly where I'm talking about because you know what? You know what's right next to it? Sugar fire. <laughs> exactly. Sugar fire is in the house. They really saved me on Thanksgiving. I bet they did. They absolutely okay. did. We have to take a break. It's 729. Yep. It's Shelly Barr. BS.show. Shelly Barr. Is she there? She's not there. Yeah, she's here. She's there. Okay. Um, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> okay. Weirdo McWeirdoton. I'm getting weird text this morning. Okay. Um, From who? Serious side for a minute, okay? Article oh, that's come out okay. yesterday, came out, I don't know if it's been the Post-Dispatch, but it's been on Channel 5 News. Dan McLaughlin, the sportscaster, has been arrested for the third time, allegedly, DWI. 
and he was arrested by the the Creep Corps police. Now, full disclosure, once upon a time, not when I owned it, but Dan McLaughlin used to work at KSOQ a long time ago. Did you know that? I did not. He did sports at KSOQ. I don't know Dan personally. I know people that know him, say he's a wonderful guy. He has this demon. and we, As we all do. As we all do. I have been cured of that by, once again, I don't know if I ever told you this before, but I put myself through college as a police dispatcher. Did I ever tell you that? I, you know what? I think I might have heard that once or twice. But... Okay. It cured me forever because of the fact that I was the guy that typed up the reports for all the traffic accidents, working the night shift, and dispatched a lot of ambulances and EMS and fire trucks to go, you know, pry people out of mangled metal, you know, from cars. And unfortunately, it seemed like more often than not, the drunk driver wasn't injured or was injured not so badly. And the people on the other side of the equation were killed or, you know, have permanent disabilities, you know, never be able to walk again, that kind of stuff. I know it's tough. And, but I think what's the, the thing that's sort of interesting to me on the channel five website, on the same channel five website that talks about Dan McLaughlin being arrested for the third time. And now he has, he had to post a $125,000 bond and he has to wear uh, an al- ankle bracelet that measures alcohol in his system. And he has to, can't drive anymore. He's got his driver's license apparently um, temporarily suspended. There's an article and I believe this is in Florson, of a guy who has been arrested for the 10th time for DWI, and he's out on probation. I'm going like, no, hold on a minute now. Once again, it's the same laws. And don't get me wrong, I'm not making any excuses for Dan McLaughlin, but why does one guy who's got arrested 10 times for DWI, how is he on probation, and how is another guy who just got arrested for the third time had to post a $125,000 bond, has to wear an ankle monitoring thing that can tell if he has alcohol in his system, and has to not be able to drive anymore. See where I'm going with this? Because the guy who's got the 10, 10 whatever they're called. DWIs. Um, I'm sorry? The guy who has 10 DWIs. Yes. Okay, so he... My opinion, the guy with 10 DWI should be in jail behind bars. Well, I, I agree with that. But he's also probably got that blowy thing. No, and, no, he died. In here, his car. Let me see if I can find the, 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 the story. I, I had know, it here because before. because they've got that for people who are chronic DWI people. I know. They I, um I, they put this blowy thing in his car. Right. Their and cars. Believe it or not, you know what? There's a one of the legislators, one of the senators, one of the representatives wants to put that in all cars. Did you know that? Um, I did not know that, but. He says that, you know, once again, that would be another thing that before, I mean, like, like me, I don't he's, drink. He's trying, he's searching for something to try to make his mark. Well, I mean, to me, that's like ridiculous because of the fact that, that essentially what it does is it makes you guilty until proven innocent. You know, in other words, it's to the point where everybody has to blow into the little thing in her for their car to start. Okay. 
okay, that's a little bit ridiculous. First off, it'll make the cars more expensive. And what happens if a little thingy doesn't work right and you're stone cold sober and you blow in your little straw in your car and it won't start? Because then what? you just drank NyQuil. No, I mean, let's say you didn't have anything in your system. Let's say the thing doesn't work. You know, it's like it's like how many times, you know, like these safety devices that are supposed to save us. How many, you know, like, for example, steering wheel locks, okay? I know people. The law of unintended consequences. I know people that the steering wheel locks in their cars a malfunction. They couldn't steer their car. Their car was essentially a piece of iron on a street because of the fact that the steering a was locked weight. up. It's paperweight. It was bricked. Let me see if I can find this. Tenth. I saw this just this morning. I, I thought I bookmarked it, but tenth DWI. Um, let me see if I can see. I think it was Florissant. The reason I, like I said, I just think it's one of these things where tenth DWI. Um, yeah. Here it is. Florissant man busted by police for 10th DWI. A North County, St. Louis County man is, oh, he is in jail on a $100,000 bond after he was arrested for his 10th drunk driving charge and for driving with a revoked license. Florissant's police say an officer stopped 53-year-old Joseph Hayes of Florissant Monday morning at the intersection of Waterford Drive and Cold Circle for speeding. The officer suspected Hayes was intoxicated. Authorities said the arrest was Hayes' 10th for drunk driving. His first conviction for DWI was in 1984. His most recent was in September of 2008. Along with the nine drunk driving convictions, Hayes has also been convicted 10 times for driving while his license was suspended or revoked. Uh, says, uh, you get sick of seeing the same people over and over. Obviously, uh, this person, he doesn't care, says Officer Andy Harmon with Larson Police. These people are killers, too, and we need to take an aggressive stance on them. Prosecutors have charged Hayes with felony drunk driving, behind being a chronic offender and being and driving while it's suspended or revoked. Okay, but what good does that do? Ten times. You know, I guess what bothers me about this is that if you look at our laws, there are certain people that... You know, like, for for example, what's going on, we talked about this last week. I heard other radio station guys talk about this, that the fact that Target came out and said that this year alone they're going to lose $400 million in shoplifting losses, okay? We already have the situation in New York where it's $1,000. You can go into a store and steal $1,000 worth of stuff, under $1,000. California, it's $950. You can steal up to that, and you get a ticket. You have to show up like in traffic court. Hey, you stole $950 from the Walgreens store. Yes, Your Honor, I did. Okay, pay the fine, $35 fine. Okay, great. And a lot of this is is organized crime. You think I'm kidding about this, and I talked about talked about this. I have a friend of mine who shall remain, remain nameless, who is a police officer. He told me I'm exactly right. These organized crime guys, they're getting people to go into stores and steal stuff. Then they bring it back to a warehouse or wherever they're, you know, they're fencing the stuff at. They pay them. They give them like, you know, like a hundred bucks or something like that. And then these guys sell the stuff online. They sell it on eBay. They sell it on Facebook. I mean, on Facebook Marketplace. They sell it on on Amazon. And, you know, some of the stuff you may have bought on those sites may have been stolen. Interesting. Well, I mean, see, once again. What bothers me about this is that in the city of St. Louis, they have a terrible problem with, 
you know, crime. And like, for example, the thing that bothers me, they have problems with the guys who are drag racing on Broadway and, and fourth street and things like that. So what do they do? They don't hire more police. They put up the Jersey barriers and they knock down a traffic lane. See, there's, this is going on all over the St. Louis area. And it really bothers me. They're going to take airport road up in North County, which runs from Berkeley, you know, runs right like from the McDonald or Boeing world headquarters. We used to be the, the McDonald Douglas world headquarters right there on airport road, right on the, right near the cargo terminal there where FedEx is. It runs all the way across North County through Berkeley and I guess into Ferguson. And then it turns into Waterford, I believe is what it turns into. It's not, it's not airport road all the way. It's four lanes. They're going to knock it down to two because you can't speed as much in two lanes. I'm going, okay, how does that work? <laughs> Just because you, you stripe it for two lanes instead of four, how does that slow down people? But in the city, they're going to do these things called, it's, I think they call it a tabletop, if you know what I'm talking about. No, a tabletop what? It's it's I can't there's some they 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 call it traffic calming. And it's a thing where they're going to build like a ramp that's going to go like 6 feet in the air and then there's going to be like a flat top that's going to be like 20 feet long and then the ramp will go down the other side. And the idea being is that you can't drive fast over that because you become airborne. I'm thinking to myself, have you ever watched the YouTube videos of these guys in California where they've done this on the streets? And the guys, what do they do? They have jumping contests. They see how far they can jump their car. It's the law of unintended consequences. They put in a traffic calming device, and it ends up being worse because of the fact that now... A traffic calming device. That's what they call it, traffic calming. C-A-L-M-I-N-G, traffic calming. And the idea being, I mean, for example, I can give you one right right here in in St. Louis, right here uh, in the Overland University City area. Woodson Road from Page down to Olive used to be four lanes. Once you go under the Wait railroad, a Woodson Road, Woodson Road from Page down to Olive yes. used to be four lanes. It's now two lanes. They restriped it. It's two lanes. Really? Yes, two lanes. It's got four lanes of traffic, but there's only two lanes anymore. And the idea being is it supposedly slows down traffic because if you only had two lanes of traffic, if you got somebody who's doing the speed limit, the other guys can't go around them because of the fact they're stuck behind them and there's a no, it's a no passing zone. So in other words, you can't pass in the opposite lane. But if it were four lanes of traffic, you could just go around them. You know, if they're in the, if they're, even if they're in the inside lane, you just go around them on the outside lane. Okay. And once again, it's to the point where it's like, okay, why are we doing this? Why are we taking four lanes? Like, I told you the story one day when I came out of downtown St. Louis. I wanted to go see my great aunt's bar up there in North Broadway. Okay. Mutsi? Oh, yes. Aunt, uh, Tante Mutsi, as we call her. Aunt Mutsi, which was Tante is aunt in German. Okay. Tante Mutsi. Okay. You can tell I come from a German family. Okay. Broadway from the city all the way up to Grand used to be four lanes. A lot of people use Broadway. Now it's two lanes. About every hundred feet, they have one of these Jersey barriers sideways. So in other words, if you were to steer off of the main, the only lane of traffic right now, hit one of these, bang, your car's totaled because you just hit like a like a 20-ton hunk of concrete. You know, I don't get it. And the crazy thing about it is it's like you drive it and it's like there's nobody there. I mean, I drive in areas almost, almost on a weekly basis where once upon a time these used to be, like for example, I'll give you another one, Midland. Midland, if you get off 270 at Dorset, and if you drive Dorset to Lindbergh, at Lindbergh it switches to Midland, okay? And that stretch of Midland from 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 Lindbergh all the way to U City, where it ends, Midland ends at Delmar, okay? Beautiful stretch of roadway, 
it has a center median, you know, like a planter divider and stuff like that. In certain areas along, it's very, very, very pretty. Really nicely. People, I think the neighbors get out there and put flowers and stuff like that. Okay? Four lanes used to be a major traffic area. There's nobody on it anymore. You, if you go, if you go uh, especially if you go from, from like, uh, let's say from Overland, if you go from like 170 all the way down to U-City, you're like the only car on it anymore. Nobody uses a, a road anymore. Why is that? Once upon a time, that was like a major thoroughfare. And matter of fact, if you look at the streets, once upon a time, they chopped out a bunch of houses to put Midland in as like a major traffic area. Why doesn't anybody use it anymore? They'll probably make that one one lane as well, too, because, you know, oh, we can't have two lanes of traffic. People drive fast. Okay. (laughs) I'm done. My rant's over. What did you want me to say? I wanted you to say, Brad, you're the stupidest guy in the world. Why does anybody give you a radio show? If you know, I, actually, if... <laughs> I would never say that to you. Do you want to know why? I was all kerfuffled. That's why. Yes. <laughs> and only I can be kerfuffled. I was all kerfuffled. <laughs> Not as bad as it could have, but he was gentle on me. <laughs> Just so you know, everyone, I was talking about my dog, <laughs> so he didn't bite my face. Okay, it's seven forty-seven. Gosh, Brad, bite me! One of my all-time favorite songs, "Lit," my own worst enemy. You ever seen the video of that? I have not. It's another one that makes no sense. It's the band is dressed up in these weird guys. Four guys in the band are dressed up, and they go bowling. And the entire what are they dressed up as? Just weird dudes, weird dude looking dudes. You know, they're a lot. They're on. They're, what they're, does that entail? Well, each of them had like a wig on, and they have strange clothes. It's like it's four guys who are going to bowling, and they're and the the whole theme behind it is they're these guys on a bowling team. Okay, they're four guys, the guys in the band, and the 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 video cuts back and forth between them bowling, which makes no sense. And do they go down the gutter ball line? You know. No, they're they're every 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 ball they throw is a strike. See, that's the interesting thing about it. Every ball they throw, they throw it between their legs. They, you know, they throw it, you know, backwards. Every ball they throw down the alley is a strike, and they're beating everybody. But what's interesting is the video cuts back and forth between them bowling and them in the lounge of the bar singing. So, in other words, it's the four guys that are in the lounge and they're doing the song. They're on stage doing the song, and then they cut to them bowling, but they're all dressed real weird. They have, like, wigs on and strange clothes and stuff like that. And then at the end of the video, they all go into the lounge, and they're watching themselves on stage. Get what I'm saying? So in other words, it's the four guys who are the four bowlers watching the four guys on stage, but they're the same guys. And they're dancing to the band on stage because they are the band on stage, but they're not. Does that make any sense? <laughs> Clear as mud. You have to watch Clear it. Clear as the sky outside. You have to watch it. It's so goofy. It's a foghorn leghorn kind of morning, and that's how clear that, yeah, that F-O-G. What you just said was. We're saying the, the F word again this morning. Fog. It's nasty out there. It does, the video makes no sense at all, but it's it's fun to watch. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just like, you know, that's my attention span. Give me four minutes. I'm in. You know, that's your appetite, your attention span. I'm about telling, a four toddler. I, can can I tell you where I ate last night? I changed it up a little bit. Oh my gosh. Did you go to Freddy's? No. I went to I went to the fish place. Captain D's? Yes, I went to Captain D's. And can I tell you something? What? 
First off, I won't mention which Captain D's, but this is like the Captain D's that you almost have to be ready to be insulted as a customer because the customer service at this particular Captain D's, on a scale of 1 to 10, if they could give negative numbers, they would give negative numbers. And last night, the little little game they are playing was, I wanted to go inside and sit down. No, you can't come inside anymore. They locked the door. So they locked the door. So you have to go through the drive-thru. Okay, so I'm sitting at the drive-thru. I'm looking at the menu. And I'm looking at the menu, and I say to the lady, I want whatever the, the captain, blah, 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 blah. I'm reading it off the menu. She goes, we don't have that. I go, it's on the menu. She goes, oh, it's on the menu? What does it say? And I go, it says, blah, 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 blah. Okay, we do have that. And she says, but, but you can only get two sides instead of three because the menu's wrong. Okay, fine. I'll get my two sides. So I ordered my two sides. You know what my two sides were? What? French fries and hush puppies. Oh, yeah, that that's that's like way out there. Okay, so to give you an way, idea. Way to, uh, you know, make a change and be, be uh, brave. Okay, to give you an idea, and here's the problem. At Captain D's, the, the, the meals do not include a drink anymore. And if you get the drink, the drink's like, a, you know, a Diet Coke or whatever they serve, Diet Pepsi. I can't, I can't remember if they're Coke or Pepsi. I think they're Coke. Uh, if you get a Diet Coke, it's like $42. You know, so you get the and the fish. The fish was like eight ninety five. Two pieces of fish, French fries, and some hush puppies. So I'm going like I'm not paying forty two dollars for a soda. So I get my little fish and my little foam thing, and I go down the street to a quickie mart and I go inside and get myself a a mix. You know what my mix is? Oh, my mix is so good. I do half diet Pepsi, half Mountain Dew, little bit of vanilla squirted in there. Oh my god, yep. it's the best. Okay, so I get my mix. I sit in my car, and you know what? The fish was excellent. It was probably some of the best fish I'd had in a long time. It was really oh, it was so good. And that's usually something that you don't hear about at Captain T. It was great. I mean, it was like on a scale of one to ten, this was like a nine five. You know, nine point five. This was like really good. And the French fries were the French fries were about a seven. The hush puppies were tens. I'm telling you. And when I and I pull up to the window, and the lady says, "You want condiments?" I go, "Yeah, can I have some tartar sauce and some and some vinegar?" So I open up my bag when I get to Quickie Mart after I get my soda and open up my bag. You know, I'm high class, dude. I'm in my you car. You have no malt vinegar, do you? <laughs> oh no, I've got like 20 of them, and I've got like six tartar sauces. I got enough tartar sauce, enough malt vinegar to last me for the next two years. I'm going like, okay. Obviously, this lady who's working the window is not on the profit-sharing plan because she just gave me five bucks worth of tartar sauce and and malt vinegar junk. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I still got it in my car. And you know what? Every once in a while, White Castle with tartar sauce and vinegar. Oh, my God, it's so good. You ever had that before? No, and it doesn't seem like I'm going to get my chance because White Castle's closed by me. And guess where I'm going for lunch today? Um... Are you going to the, White Castle. the new uh, car wash that took place of uh, the the White Castles? Yeah, I'm going to White Castle. I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna got I got my my malt vinegar in my car and I got my tartar sauce. I'm gonna fix up a White Castle with 
Malt you vinegar. Do, your tartar and, sauce is like in the little packets, right? It's no, not it's, like it's, it's in a little, jar. Oh, no, it's in little cups. It's like these little things. You peel the top off the cup. Oh, my, it's good. It's good. Does it need to be refrigerated? It's in my car. It's cold right now. Yes. Well, it, yeah, that's it, true. It, it's so out there. And if they're in the summer, I wouldn't be keeping it in my car, but it's being refrigerated right now because, you know. Okay, the, good. So you made that revelation. Right. Well, also, the heater in my car doesn't work. So I don't have to worry well, there's about that. It. I don't have to ever worry about getting hot so in my car. you're just dealing with the cold shoulder all over the place. Aren't you? That's right. The good old, the good old, uh, good old. What's his name again? Uh, Jack Frost. <laughs> Jack Frost has has got me coming and going. Okay, we got to get out of here. Therapy session's over. At least for me, it is. I don't know about you. <laughs> I need therapy after the show. <laughs> okay, we won't touch that. Okay, say goodbye, <laughs> Shelly. Say... Have a great day, everybody. Peace and I fly. I was all kerfuffled. Seven fifty nine. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.